by our calculation we have done um, this is the this is the 11th month so we've done 10 study I mean this is the we have done 11 studies this year okay we have done 11 studies this year starting from January so this is the 11th study that we are doing for this year okay so you see in the outline of your hand I think you have eight studies am I right we have eight studies so the reason for that is because the first study of the of the year okay was where we talked about overflow so it's also a summary like a summary of what we will teach all through the year and on the at the fourth month that is the month of april we had easter so we had a special bible study that borders on easter and then also here we are so all together we'll be reviewing this eight uh, study that we have done this year so it's going to be a participatory bible study tonight because all of us are going to participate and we trust god that we are going to make it very very fast praise the lord okay so tonight we said multiplication and overflow summary of the 2022 bible study so our memory verse so it's a year it's a year of multiplication and overflow and this is our month of all-round blessing one of the things that we started the year with is to establish the fact that it is the plan of god for our life to enjoy multiplication to enjoy overflow praise the lord so it is the plan and purpose of god for our life to enjoy multiplication and to enjoy overflow that is why that is that is what god has planned for your life and that is what shall come to pass in jesus name even if you are not seeing it now just know that that is the plan of god for your life and you must pursue after it because the Bible says you are not made to be small. Okay? You are not made to be small. He said unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. That is the God that we serve. So he's able to do overflow. You know, like that song that we, the, the choir always sings. There is nothing you cannot do. Eh? Jehovah overflow. Jehovah overdo. That is the God that we serve. So you must have that at the back of your mind. That your God is able. Your God is more than able. Okay? To bless and to give you exceedingly abundantly above your imagination. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we are taking our memory verse from Ephesians 3.20. Which I have just read. Let's, let's read it together. One to go. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ever think according to the power that work in us. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? It means that if you know the God that you are serving, you will know that is the one that is able to give you more than what you ever think or imagine. That is what we call abundance. Abundance. 
That is what we call overflow. Okay, so even if you are small now, you know, like, like um, Joseph, you should begin to dream. Okay, you should begin to dream. It was Joseph's dream that brought him, that took him into the world of overflow. So if you are small now, if you are little now, all you need to do is to hold on, to be on the side of the Lord, you know, to be obedient to his word, to walk with him. And one thing is sure of, that your life will experience overflow. And I'm confident that tonight you will experience the blessing and the overflow from above in Jesus' name. Okay, so let's quickly read our text, Genesis 26, 11 to 16. If you are there, you can quickly read for us. Genesis 26, 11 to 16. No, I don't It's been projected up. We can read it together. So Abimelech joined his people, saying, He who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Okay, next. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Okay, the next verse. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herd and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Okay, the next one. Now the Philistines have stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug. In the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with earth. Okay? And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much. Okay? So that's what the Lord can do. When the Lord bless you, your enemy, you know, instead of fighting you, will send you away, or he will run away from you. He said, Go away from us, you are too mighty. You know, because God is with him. Because God has blessed him. Because God has done great things in his life. And I pray that the blessing that will make your enemy to envy you, the Lord will shower with you with such blessings in Jesus' name. Okay, say, go away from us. You are too mighty. We cannot stand your God. We cannot stand this blessing that your God is doing. Or is blessing you with. Go away from us. I pray that the Lord will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Okay. So, the Lord has taught us valuable lessons and principles that can open the door of overflow and massive multiplication into our lives. God's purpose for our life is, is um, to experience his multiplication of blessings that leads to overflow. That's his purpose for our life. The Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. That is the plan of God for your life. 
that you prosper and you be in perfect health. The blessing of overflow makes it easy for everyone to see God at work. Okay, and glorify him in, I mean, and glorify him on our behalf. Isaac's blessings multiply and overflow, which intimidated Abinuelek so much that he asked him to leave their country. That's where we have just read. Your key to overflow has nothing to do with the world's economy, with the world economic systems, but will come from the Lord and trusting him to do what he can do. We encourage you to put these teachings in heart and live by it all the days of your life. Praise the Lord. Okay, so one of the things or the major things that you must take away from the blessing of this year is that number one, it is the purpose of God to bless you. And not just to bless you, to bless you in such a way that, your, that the blessing, you know, will be intimidating your enemy. That is the purpose of God for your life. So when you understand this purpose, when you understand this purpose, then you will know that there must be no separation between you and God. That means... More, you must not do anything that will separate you, you know, from God so that the manifestation of this purpose will not be aborted. That is the plan of God for your life, that it will prosper you, you will be in good health, you will enjoy every day of your life. So that's one thing that you must, the first thing you must take away from the, from the Bible study of this year. The second thing that you must take away from the Bible study of this year is that it does not matter what the environment or what the economy of the world is saying. Okay? Your, the blessing that the Lord will give you does not depend on the world economic blessing. Or it does not depend on the world economy. Let me put it like that. You will see that nowadays... The world economy is going down, and many of us, we are afraid. Many of us, we are afraid. We look at the way, you know, the economy is going, going down every day. You know, for example, for me now, maybe I make myself as an example, as a, as a farmer. You know, in the last, in the last, um, in the last one week, in the last one week, they increased the feed of the, of the birds two times. And I was afraid. How much are we going to be selling egg now? Will people be able to afford buying egg? Will people be able to buy it? Where is this uh, country going to? Where is everything going to? You know? So you have so many things around you that makes you to be afraid. As if will, will people still be blessed? With what is going on around, a lot of people are finishing school every day. There is no job. And maybe you are afraid that, ah, see the people before me. They have not even gotten a job. Where will I get? Will, they not, will these people not get before I get? Is there any hope for me? So one of the things you must take away from 
the Bible study of this year is that your blessing is not dependent on what is happening around you. Your blessing depends on God. He's the one that will bless you and his blessing is not, is not in accordance to Nigeria economy. It's not in accordance to the world economy. His blessing is, a, is in accordance to God's blessing. And what does God's blessing say? He said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. That is the economy of God. Okay? That is the economy. And we know, we know, you know, where I was talking with some of my friends yesterday when we traveled and were coming back. And, you know, I was saying something. I said, ah, one of the things we must do is that let's just make sure that we get to heaven. Live a very good life and get to heaven. And that when we get to heaven, I would love to ask God many questions. And then one of my friends says, oh, by the time you get to heaven, you will not even be able to ask God anything. Because as you are entering the place like this, all the questions will have been answered. You don't even need to ask him. He said you will not, you will not even remember because the, as you are seeing his glory, as you are seeing his blessing, as you are seeing, you know, if you try to read the description of um, heaven that um, uh, John painted in Revelation, if you try to read that description, just and John didn't even see it. John, John, John just saw a glimpse. Not really, he didn't, it was, it's just a vision. Not the real thing. So you can imagine the type of riches, the type of glory, the type of blessing. You know, everything around you comes from him. So, if you remember these two things about the study of this year, you will be blessed. That number one, that it is the purpose of God for you to be blessed in life. And he's ready to bless you in such a way that, the, that your enemy, you know, will run away. That is one. And that number two, his blessing does not depend upon what is happening around you because it's God that is rich in blessing. Is rich in blessing. And so it's able to do more than you ever imagine or think. And I pray that we'll continue to enjoy his multiplication. We'll continue to enjoy his blessings in the name of Jesus. We'll experience massive overflow in our lives in Jesus' name. So what are the principles? What are the principles that we learned this year? So, in February, we talked about seeking Jesus. We said, for us to enjoy overflow, and that's what I have told you just now, if you imagine that your blessing is in the hand of the Lord, if you imagine that his purpose for you is to be blessed, and that his blessing does not depend on what is going on because he holds it in your hand, then you will not do anything that will separate you from him. You will be by his side all the days of your life. When you hear Jesus, the psalmist day says, I was so glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Why? Because he knows that that is where 
is blessing. That is where is joy. That is where everything about his success lies. So when you know, like David, then you will know that you have to continually stand. You know, you have to continually be by the side of Jesus all the days of your life. And when you are on his side, when you are on the Lord's side, you know that the enemy is always going to be trembling before you. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that was what we said at our first Bible, st- I mean, at our second Bible study of the year. That was in February. So let's look at the scriptures there. Luke 19, 2 to 5. Luke 19, we are talking about the first, uh, the first, the second study for the year. Talking about seek Jesus. We said for us to enjoy overflow and blessing, we have to seek Jesus. So when we look at, okay, now behold, okay, so this story talks about Zacchaeus. That was our point story. You know, Zacchaeus was a sinner, but he seek after Jesus. And you knew what happened when Jesus Christ entered into his house. He said today, salvation has entered into your house. And if salvation enters into your life, that means you already have overflow and multiplication. Because that is what salvation brings. That is what salvation brings. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is salvation. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And the moment you have that in your hand, all other things will be added to it. All other things. So when you seek Jesus, all other things will be added to your life. When you seek him, when you run after him, all other things shall be added unto you. Praise the Lord. Okay, so in our first study, we talked about seeking Jesus. And what we, what we said then was, how do we seek Jesus rightly? Do we have somebody to tell us? It doesn't have to be from the Bible study. It could just be maybe something that you can remember. How do we seek Jesus rightly? How do we seek him? Who is going to help us? Just one point. How do we seek Jesus? How do we seek Jesus? Quickly, we don't want to spend much time tonight. Just anything that you think. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, give your life to Christ. Praise the Lord. That is how to seek Jesus. So for you to seek Jesus, the first thing is what? Give your life. Hand over your life to him. Okay, man. Thank you. Hallelujah. Okay, pray without ceasing. That was one of the points we also said. That for you to seek Jesus, the way to seek him, you must pray. After you have given your life to Christ... Praying to him and him answering you becomes very easy. Do we have any other hand? Okay, thank you, Stabeki. Study the word. Study the word. When you study, when you study the word of God, you know, your eyes, you will see Jesus. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the word of God. So when you study the word, you are actually seeing Jesus. You will see him. 
Praise the Lord. Okay? Okay, so let's go to... So, these are very important things that we learn during the first Bible study. So, we say we should constantly study the Word. We should pray without ceasing. Another way of seeking Him is coming regularly to fellowship. When you come to church, when you come, you know, when you come by faith, you are actually going to see Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we said to enjoy multiplication and overflow, you must seek Jesus. So our second point, you know, for the year, that was for the, year, for the month of March, was to have, that's the, that's the point number two, have a strong desire for success. Have a strong desire for success. Second Kings 6, 1 to 2. Second Kings 6. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Verse 2. Please, let us go to Jordan and let every man take a beam from there. And let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, go. So there must be a desire for expansion. That is what we said. Desire for success. There must be a desire for expansion. There must be a desire for success. You must desire to succeed. It is uh, success. Uh, success, does, success does not come. By wishing most of the time. Ah, I wish. How I wish. How I wish. Your wish must be turned into action. When you wish it and you begin to pursue it. You see, where we read now, the sons of the prophet, they didn't say, ah, this place is too small for us. So, ah, how we wish we can get a big place. Well, everything is in the hand of God, though. How we wish. No. They said, this place is too small for us. Let us go. Let's begin to expand. Let's go. Let's go and make a beam. Let's go and make a house. Let us go. And we all know what happened. So it's very important for us to desire success. Okay, so in our study, we said, As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. That is Proverbs 21 Verse, I mean 23 verse 7. As you think, what are you thinking? Are you thinking to be successful? It's likely going to drive you to be successful. Okay? So, we said, how do we achieve? How do we drive success? How do we achieve? How do we drive, drive ourselves to be successful? So, do we have anybody that wants to help us? How do we? How do we move in the path of success? How do we drive ourselves? So I need two points. How do we drive? How do you become successful? Okay? Listen to good news. When you listen to good news, you know, good news, good news says it is well. It is possible. You know, it is possible. When you listen to good news, when you listen to words that will encourage you, that will drive you. You are going to continue to live in the path of success. But when you listen to people that complain, nothing will be good, nothing. 
you are likely not going to make it. So listen to good news. Any other point? Bradiboye, thank you, sir. Ask question. Very important. Ask question. Ask question. We don't know how important it is to ask question. Ask question today. I I was talking with a friend. You know, we were just saying something. I was saying something different. And suddenly he just said, ah, he said, I have a problem. He said, it's a, it's a serious problem. Oh, very serious problem. I said, what happened? He said, I packed my car for the past four days and the battery has run down and I can't open it because it's a keyless, it's a keyless um, car. So if you press it, if the battery is not working, nothing will work. The battery is down. It cannot open anything. And it's been like that. He said he has, that one of his neighbors has gone to help him to go and carry panel bitter so that they will come and see how they can pull it up. I said, even the keyless key in your hand has key. He said, what do you mean? I said, pull out your key. Pull out. There is, a, there is a key inside that keyless key. Pull it out. There is a black spot on your, on your key. Remove that black spot, put the key and open the car. The side, the, uh, the, as I was saying it, ah, he said, oh, only, ah, Adumbare in the ah, he said, they are bringing panel beta, you know? So when you ask question, easy, easy, easy solution comes your way. Easy, very easy when you ask question. So make sure you always ask question. Always ask question. So two points there. Make sure you listen to good news. Make sure you ask questions. Any other point to drive success? Work with people that are successful. Okay? Work with people that are successful. Maybe it's also good to work. To also, you can also learn from people that are not successful. So that you will know where they missed it. Okay? So work with people that are successful. You are likely going to be successful. And if you learn from people that are not successful, you will avoid the mistake that they made, that made them not to be successful. Praise the Lord. So it's good to ask questions. It's good to listen to good news because this will drive success in you. It is good to work with people that are successful so that you can learn the secret of their success. Any other point to add before we move to the next? Thank you, Sister Stella. Have, have a mentor, okay? A mentor, a mentor will, will drive you in the right path. A mentor will make your journey to multiplication very easy, okay? A mentor will make your journey to multiplication very easy. Praise the Lord. Okay, one of the things we said also then was that you should pursue wisdom. That you should pursue wisdom. Wisdom is very, very good. And um, we also said make sure that you shun, very important, shun worldly shortcuts to success. Shun worldly shortcuts to success. Don't go into yahoo yahoo. Okay? Shun worldly. Don't go into robbery. Don't steal another man's property. Sean Wardley's shortcut to success. Make sure you drive 
success. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Okay, so our third point, you know, on the principle of overflow is we said praying effectively. Okay, we have said that at the beginning. Praying effectively. Okay, Proverbs 18. Okay, praying effectively. Um, that's number three. First Chronicles 4, 9 to 10. That is talking about Jabez. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brother. And his mother's call his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Praise the Lord. So prayer, prayer is very important. Prayer is very important. You must you must live a life of prayer. And when you are praying, you know that you are praying to God that is able to answer your prayer. You are praying to God that is able to answer your prayer. And the Lord will answer our prayers in Jesus' name. So very important that we live a life of prayer if we are going to be successful. So, we said, for us to pray, we must have the right belief system. For us to pray, we must have the right belief system for our prayers to be effective. That was what we talked about. The right belief system for effective prayer. How do you make your prayer? How, how will your prayer life be effective? So, how will your prayer life be effective? Who is going to help us? The right belief system that makes prayer life effective. You remember this, um, the Pharisees that went into the, into the temple to go and pray. Okay? That was standing that I am not like this one. I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. So how do we make our life, our prayer life to be effective? Who is going to help us? One, effective prayer life. Thank you, man. Hallelujah. Okay. So he said, can we continue in sin and say that grace should abound? It is not possible. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord is too holy, you know, to behold sin. So, God hates sin. God hates sin. So, if you want your prayer life to be effective, you remember we have started by saying you have to seek Jesus. And anyone that is seeking Jesus and his righteousness will naturally, naturally hate sin. Praise the Lord. Okay, number two, how do we make our prayer life effective? Okay, you need to know who you are praying to. You need to know who you are praying to. Who are you praying to? 
You need to know him. When you know him as the owner of the heaven and the earth, when you know him as the one that loves you, okay, when you know him as, as, as your lover, when you know him as your God, then you will be able to approach him and then your prayer life will be effective. Yes, my brother. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. He said you have not received because you are doubting. You are not, you are, you are not stable. Okay? You are not stable. That is why you have not received answers to your prayer. Okay? Who else? Okay? Have a good relationship with God. Pray with thanksgiving. You don't always come and say, when it is time to pray, you only, you only got Oluwaishe, 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 and you have forgotten the one he has done. Pray with thanksgiving. In fact, when you pray with thanksgiving, you will just see that your prayer point will naturally even be answered without praying for it. Praise the Lord. Who is going to help us? Again, there's something I want to hear. As soon as I hear it, we'll move to the next step. I mean, next one. Yes, sir. Pray with the word of God. Pray with the word of God. Like pastor will say, don't be saying woro woro. Let the word of God be the, yeah, the foundation. Pray with the word of God. The Bible says that it is well with the righteous, so it shall be well with me. The Bible says that my going out is blessed and my coming back home is blessed. I refuse to be afraid. As you are praying, you are quoting the word of God. He said, the scepter shall not depart, night until Shiloh come, and until the Lord shall the guardian of his people be. Because I have come into your presence, Lord, I will be blessed. You know, when you pray with the word of God, when you pray with the word of God, your prayer becomes powerful. Your prayer becomes effective. That is the one the Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayer it is the prayer of the righteous that comes by praying in the word of God. Okay, another point. Okay, so one of the things that we said also is that, you know, for many people, don't let prayer be a show-off. Okay, don't show off with prayer. So that when you come, you want people to know that you can pray. You want to show off. Okay, you want to, people to know that you pray. No, that is not the purpose of prayer. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Okay, so make sure that you run away from sin. That was where we started. Make sure you pray with the word of God. Make sure you know the God that you are praying to. Okay, like we learned in the, in the, in the last, I think maybe in the last two um, teachings of pastor. Okay, don't pray to the God of pastor Adetunji. Pray to your God. Pray to your God. Don't pray to the God of pastor. Don't pray to God of any pastor. Know your own God. Say, they that know their God, they shall be strong. So when you have an intimate relationship, when you know your God, your prayer will be answered. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay? So the next... Um... Study six now. Praise the Lord. Okay, so study 
for making use of your seeds and giftings. That is one of the things we learned this year, that we must make use of our seeds and our giftings. Praise the Lord. We must make use of our gifts and seeds. So let's look at that. That is... Um, In that we talked about that a man's gift make room for him. That is Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. Uh, and brings him before great men. Sorry, Proverbs 18.6. Another scripture says, cast your bread upon waters, for you will find it after many days. You have the gift of God in your life. And it is this gift of God that is in your life that will take you, you know, into your multiplication that will take you into your realm of overflow. And what we learn in that is that how do we recognize, how do you recognize your seed and discover your giftings? How do you recognize your gift and discover your your giftings? Do we have any, how do you recognize your gifts? You know, how do you recognize your gifts? Who will help us? One, two points quickly. How do you recognize your gift? Because your gift is very important. It is your gift that will make room for you. It is your gift that will make you to stand before kings and not mere men. How do you recognize it? How do you develop it? Okay, how do you recognize it? How do you develop it that it brings you to limelight? Any, any of our Bible study... Quickly, quickly, one to Sister Becky. <laughs> Sister Becky. Oh, yeah, 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 tell us. How do you recognize your gift quickly? Don't worry, it's not about, forget about the Bible study that we have talked about. And if you are, if, if you are lucky, your point will be in there. How do you recognize? What you like to do, that's one of the, that's one of the, you, you recognize what you like to do and you want to do it more, you want to develop yourself into it, you must be able to recognize what you like doing. That is a practical way of... Re- Who want to help us again? Recognize what you like to do. You must know it. So when you know that, it's going to open you, you know, to stand before king and not mere men. Any other point? What, so recognize what you like to do. We have said some of it. Okay, okay, recognize your passion. What else? How do you? We have said some of it. Your mentor can help you to develop your gift when you ask questions. We have talked about prayer. Prayer can bring your gift to limelight. When you pray to God, that God open my eyes, let me see. Okay? So it's important that we recognize, think about and use the advantage you have. That is what one of the things that we said. You know, think about it. That is also, you, you, you just realize that there is something that is good that you have advantage about and you don't want it to be wasted. You think about it and you use it. We also said ask questions. Okay, recognize what you have. Open your mind. Open your mind. Let your mind be open. So when you come to church like this, and, and uh, the word is coming. Your mind is open. So when your mind is open, the word will enter into your mind and it will bring your gift to limelight. You will just realize that, ah, 
This is what I love to do. Praise the Lord. Okay, so you must not despise. You must not despise your gifts. You must not despise, okay, the blessings of God in your life. Very important. You must not despise your seed. There is something in your life that the Lord has put in there that will take you into your blessing, that will take you into your multiplication and overflow, and you must recognize it. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Okay, so the point number five talks about living a life of praise and thanksgiving. Okay, so we have said that living a life of praise, anybody that is going to enjoy overflow must be someone that does not complain. You must not complain. You don't complain, but rather you are always giving thanks. Why should we continuously live a life of praise and worship to God? Number one, we said we are called and created to praise God. Who is going to help us again? Why must we continually live a life of worship? Why? Why, 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 why? Why must we live a life of worship? We said, number one, in our study then, that you must, I mean, you, you, we are created. That is what we are created to do. We are created to worship God. So when you are not living a life of praise, you are not fulfilling the reason why you are created. If you are always complaining, you are not fulfilling why you are created. Why should we continuously live a life of praise? Because God is good. God is good. No matter what is happening around us, God is good. Why again? God is the source of all blessings. So we must always thank him. We must always thank him. That was in the class when we said if we know how much it costs to buy uh, oxygen, if we know how much it costs to buy oxygen that we are just taking in and out freely, then we will know that God deserves all our praise. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we should praise God for the good things he has done, for the good things he will do. Okay, and we must praise God for the good things he is doing. So that means in everything, we must give thanks. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so our next class, okay, our next class talked about diligence and hard work. Our next class talks about diligence and hard work. We talked about that, diligence and hard work. We said, Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine says, Seest thou a man, okay, that is what? Diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings and not mere men, not mean men. When you see a man that is diligent, okay, diligent will naturally, you know, take you to the top. Diligent will take you. People want, you, 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 you are likely going to, to be attracted. You will be attracted to your, to your boss. If he sees that you are diligent, naturally we like you. Nobody likes lazy people. Nobody likes lazy people. And most of the time, lazy people will not be promoted. Nobody likes lazy people, and lazy people will not be promoted. Praise the Lord. 
So you have to be diligent. So here we talked about the reward of hard work. What are the rewards? What are the rewards? That's what we read in our, in our memory verse. What's the reward of hard work? It brings honor. It brings honor. It brings honor. You know, pastor was telling us, pastor was telling us how happy he was during the Omobas graduation. That is what hard work brings. It brings honor. You know, it makes you happy. Not only, so it means on that graduation day, it's not just only Omoba that is happy. Everyone, you know, that is around her, they, that is happy, you know, for the success, were honored. So, it is also the same thing. When you are not, when you are not working hard, and people have to be coming to visit you in police station, it brings disgrace. When people are entering into the police station, they don't want people to see. I remember there was, um, there was a time that somebody was in the station, and pastor was talking, said, I don't want to go there. Nobody wants to go to the police station because it doesn't bring honor. And when you, when you are arrested, you know, people might want to pity and come and, but you know it is not honorable. But when you are, when you are, when you are a success, and you say, ah, I want to me, and people know that you are, you are working hard. Ah, you deserve it. Everybody, come and see my car. People are happy. You know, hard work brings honor. And people want to associate with anything that has honor. When there is no honor in it, that is when you see people that will be dragging their leg. And they'll be looking, ah, I tell them, what do we do? What do we do? But when it is honor, you know you'll be happy. So, hard work brings honor. It makes you outstanding. It gives you, it's, you know, hard work uh, opens door for connection. People want to, to connect with you. Hard work opens door for connection. It gives you satisfaction. You are happy. There is satisfaction. There is fulfillment. It gives you provision. That is what we are. It gives you provision. Hard work gives you. That is what gives people pro- provision. Hard work will put money into your hand. It gives boldness to face challenges. Okay? It gives you a form of boldness. So, we said it is very, very important to work hard. So, make sure that you work hard if you actually want to enjoy. There is no room for laziness in the kingdom. You know, the kingdom does not encourage laziness. It does not encourage people that are lazy. Make sure you work hard. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, so the next, the next point talks about giving. That we must give cheerfully. That we must give. That if we, 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 must, we must be a giver. Because this is also the principle of kingdom. The Bible says give and it shall be given unto you. It also says another way that there is he that scattereth, yet increaseth. And there is another man that we told that more than his meat and yet tends to poverty. Okay? So, giving open door for more blessing. You know, it's a secret of the kingdom. You know, it opens door for more blessings. It's, it's, it gives you unlimited joy, especially 
when you give by instruction, when you give, when, 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 when you hear the word of the Lord, when, when you hear God saying give, and you give, it gives you joy. Okay, when there's a prompting in you that says gives, okay, it gives you joy. And one of the things, I remember that one of the things that, that we learned during this study is that, you know, when we talk about giving like this, you know, don't borrow because you want to give to God. Don't borrow. Don't, 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 don't put yourself under pressure. Don't put, don't, don't, maybe, maybe you want to impress, I don't know. Or maybe you, you, you know, give within your limits. That was what we learned. Give within your limit. Okay? There is a limit that God, for now, that you have. And as you are giving within your limits, naturally your limit will be increasing. That is the way it works. When you give what you have now, you know, with what God has given you, God is confident that he can give you more. He will give you more. So as you give now within your limits, your limit will keep increasing. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a bank. You know, when you are setting your online transaction, they will give you a limit. But when we get to a point, maybe they will say, you cannot transfer more than 1,000 in a day, or you cannot transfer more than 10,000 in a day. You know, a day come in your life that you become a millionaire. You will go to the bank, please increase my limit to 1 million a day. And they will say, okay, we can see that your account can accommodate that. So we will increase your limit to 1 million. They will increase your limit to 2 million, depending. So give to God cheerfully, be with joy, because even the giving, giving also brings joy. And give within your limit, and that will give you um, open door. You know, when people are cajole, when people are forced to give, when people are talked into giving, you know, all this giving, give to God now and get times 10 next week, times 20 tomorrow, it eventually makes you to hate God. Because God is not a doubler. Because you'll be expecting God to double the money. Because somebody has told you, how much do you have now? Give all that money, 1,000. Give it to God now and see by tomorrow if God will not give you 50,000 or 1 million. And if that money does not come, you are actually going to think that God is a fraudster. And you, if you are not careful, you will hate God. So be careful. Give God. with He's the one that has given you. He knows your capacity. He knows what you can do and what you cannot do. Don't borrow to give to God. Praise the Lord. Because if you do that, you are actually closing the door of blessing. Because you will eventually hate God. And you will lose the overflow and the blessing that he wants to give you. Praise the Lord. You want to give, tell us something? Oh, yeah. You said? Okay. Eh? Okay, giving gives us reward. So when you give to God, you will have reward. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, quickly. And the last, that was the one we did during the last month. That is, give yourself to the study of the word of God. Give yourself to the study of the word of God. So, we need to give ourselves 
to the study of the word of God. You know, we have said it that we pray. Make sure you pray using the word. And the way to get the word to pray is by studying the word. This church is a word-based church. You know, when your foundation in the word is good, there are so many gains in it. Number one, you will not be toiled to and fro by every doctrine. Somebody will not come to you and say, go out and start eating grass. You know, a pastor will not come and say, go and eat grass. And you will go there and you'll be eating grass. Okay? A pastor will not say some things to you, you know, that does not make sense and you will be doing it. Because each and every one of us is supposed to be a pastor. We are the first pastor over our own life. So when you study the world, and the only way to be a successful pastor over your life is to study the world. Because it's the world that makes you to be the pastor. We call pastor, pastor, because when pastor comes up, he shares the word with us. That's what makes us to be pastor. I mean, it makes, him, makes us to call him pastor. And when we hear those words, those words blesses us and we are happy. And we are happy to call him pastor. If you study the word of God yourself, okay, you will see that you will be happy to call yourself your pastor. Because you will see that the word will be working for you. As you are hearing the word on the altar, and you are studying it yourself. It's making you strong. It's making you, you know, energetic in the Lord. So, make sure you study the Word. That was the last. So, we round up with that. Give yourself to the study of the Word. And we said, buy the truth. That's the Word of God. The Word of God is the truth. Sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. That is Proverbs 23, 23. So you should be able to use everything that you have to buy the truth. And that truth is the word of God. Okay? How do you buy the truth now? You buy it with your time. You sit down, you create time. That is buying it. When you are supposed to be doing some other things that does not profit, you said, no, I'm not going to waste my time. I want to use my time to buy the truth. You are buying it. You know, because you are putting it something. That is the money. The money you are putting in to buy it is your time. And you know, when you get it, you will be happy because it is full of wisdom. So buy the truth, sell it not. How to study with the word of God? We say you must read the Bible, you must meditate on the Bible, and you must memorize it. Those three things we said, when you read it, you meditate on it. You know, you read, and something comes. You begin to think about it. And when you have an understanding of it, you put it there. You memorize it so that it will not leave. And so every time you need it, it is what is in your memory that comes. You know, that comes out. So you said, read, meditate, and memorize. Why should I give myself to the study of the word of God? Of course, it is your source of wisdom. It gives wisdom. It gives direction and light. Those are the things we said last, week, last uh, month. It gives you direction. Your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God gives you direction in life. You know, it becomes practical. It is not just about reading. As you are reading it, you are seeing a word saying, go this way, go that way. As pastor is talking, something is dropping in your heart. Ah, I can do this now. I can do what pastor has said. Maybe he gives one example. That I just give it by passing. And it meets what you are thinking about. 
that is true. I can do this thing like this. I can do that. That is what the world gives. So every time you come, you know, to the church, every time you take your Bible to read, make sure there is an expectation in your heart that you want to meet. That is when the word of God will become practical. Don't just come to church because you have to come. Come to church because you know that there is something, there is a blessing that pastor will say something today that will help me in this situation. Maybe you are struggling. Maybe you are struggling with your, with your, with, with your causes. Come to church with that. I say, pastor will say something that will help me with this cause. Maybe you are having a problem in your heart that you, is disturbing you. Okay? Maybe it's even one boy like that that is not allowing you to rest. And you don't know what to do. You come, you said, pastor will say something that will tell me where to go. You know? Always come to church with an expectation. Maybe you are struggling with your business. You know, you are struggling with your business. I've shared this before. When I was starting my poultry farm, I don't have money again. I've spent all the money that I think is the money that I have. And the money has finished. And it was in this church that pastor was just preaching. He was talking about partnership. And I look at my wife and I say, that's true. We can get a partner. Maybe we can get somebody that will help us. And lucky enough, we got a partner. So, you come with an expectation. Always come with an expectation. Come, don't, when you are coming to church, come with that thing that is bothering you. When you are reading the Bible, read it with the, with the expectation that you want to get solution to that thing. And you will see that God will do it. That is how the Bible works. So, that is what will make the Bible to be interesting to you. Because it will always give you the solution to all your problems. It teaches us how to live a successful life. It gives us boldness, confidence, and encouragement. It gives joy and hope. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. So that is the Bible study for the year 2022. Talking about overflow and multiplication. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we want to encourage us. We want to encourage us. You know, let's make sure that we always allow this study, allow coming to church, allow reading the Bible to solve our problem. That is when it will become practical. It is not just by coming. It is also by allowing the word, you know, to guide us and to give us direction. And as we do so, the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Do we have any question before pastor comes up? Any question? Any question? Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, conclusion. Okay, conclusion, sorry. So, multiplication and overflow is God's covenant over our life. That's where we started. Not only for this year, but throughout uh, our remaining days on earth. As he showers us with uncommon favor, may we continue to experience the reality of his overflow. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's stand on our feet and thank God for this year. 
What a wonderful year of very heavy Bible study. Let's thank God for the clarity of God's word. How God has seriously helped us this year. Let's thank you for the blessing that we have enjoyed. Let's thank God for our teachers for the diligent work that they have done. Let's appreciate God sincerely tonight and thank God for the privilege of our year of overflow and multiplication. Let's thank God for the increase that God has given us. Let's tell him we are grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this heavy Bible study. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this year of overflow. Thank you for your blessing. Be thou be exalted in the name of Jesus. Your word will work wonders in our life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's raise our right hand to heaven and say, Lord, let your word be a reality in my life. All the things that I've learned this year, let it become a testimony. By the time I enter December, I will come with my testimony of blessing, of breakthrough, of overflow. It has been an amazing year for us in this church. For some other people, it has been a serious, stressful year. But the Lord has helped us. Let's say, Lord, all this word I have had will be a testimony in my life. This word will work for me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Father, let your word work wonders for us in Jesus' name. All the things we have learned, let it turn to a testimony. The Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold its glory. The glory of these words that we have heard, let it become a reality in our life in Jesus' name. Let every one of us become a walking wonders by the virtue of the clarity of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Let's clap our hand again for the Bible study teachers. Everyone that have been involved in the study on behalf of the church year 2022. We want to appreciate all the team that are in this Bible study team. May the Lord bless you amazingly, wonderfully in Jesus' name. Fresh revelation, fresh insight in the name of Jesus. If you are happy, come and shout hallelujah. What a year. We can look around and talk about his testimony. The word has really, really worked. Despite the uh, what they call austerity or scarcity or the bad economy, we have stayed afloat by the virtue of God's word. And the word has blessed us. The Lord continue to bless you forever in Jesus' name. Okay, let's we will enjoy the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus.